Just. Two. Idiot. Stock. King. So, how's the balls? We are just two idiots talking. We've got a, uh, well, we've got a show for you today. It's the Saturday show happening on Saturday. Uh, If you notice, my excitement levels have a limit today. If I start to get too amped up, I can feel it in my my gut. Uh, my, My ball sack is, it was punctured yesterday. Uh, oh, my gosh. Look, Zoom Already. sucks. Already. <laughs> my ball sack was punctured yesterday in light of the uh, new laws passed down across the, uh, across the nation. I have decided to take matters into my own hands and prevent any more children uh, coming from my seed. Uh, it's very sore. No, that's not true. That can be reversed. I mean, we all know that that's not true. After about like five years, then it becomes pretty much secure. Then you have to go through fertility treatments and things of that nature. Trust me, it will not be reversed. (laughs) They could stick a big needle into there. Well, probably in your case, a little needle. Right. Um, I mean, this was precision surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. They just find the tubes and then they just stick in a burn. Then you. And away you go. Away you go. You do smell the burning when they solder them back together. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so they offer you like, they offer you like laughing gas or Ativan for, uh, if, if it's cause some people get anxiety, like sitting there while people are cutting up their balls. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, I should be good. I mean, I'll be numb. Right. And you can feel them tugging a little bit and it's like, you know, when you're numb, but you can still feel the tug. Cause he's just pulling your skin over. So uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Very sore. It feels like I have blue balls all the time. Like I can feel it like inside my body as opposed to outside, this like the awful. outside doesn't hurt, but if it does hurt inside, it's like my insides are bruised. That's horrible. So did, was he embarrassed when you got a boner? Uh, he said it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine if somebody's. <laughs> I couldn't feel when the doc was in there, but so when the nurse comes to like, or the uh, assistant comes to like iodine you up and everything, she, Mm -hmm. she just splashes it on there and she's like waving my cock around trying to get like underneath it and everything. I was like, geez. And then that thought did pop into my head. I was like, I wonder how many people get erections from this. But the nurse is in there all nonchalant, like it's nothing, right? Yeah, she's probably, she probably prefers it. It's probably easier to iodine it up. <laughs> that reminds me of the Richard Pryor. See, everything Richard Pryor nailed everything in one in one episode. The nurse comes in, Mister Piss, thank you. Walks out. <laughs> she's all just give you a, a quick wash down and out she goes. Right? Yeah, she knows. She knows. It's her duty. It's her duty. <laughs> We've got a show for you today. It's the Saturday show happening on Saturday. We're going to kick things off as we always do with since we last spoke. Those are those occurrences that have occurred in the world since we talked last, which not many have happened because we just talked last not that long ago. No big hiatus on this one. The whole show is not going to be since we last spoke. Uh, Ken, did you see the, uh, the descriptor that I did for the last episode? I saw something about ketchup. That was the title, the title of the episode. And the, in the disclaimer, I said, 
the political opinions expressed in this show are that of our own and not Ken's employer. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not say that. I'll have to go. I was just trying to protect you. I didn't want you to get fired. Not a boy. <laughs> People love, or we're going to win the lottery on this show. I hope you know it's been a while since our last lottery endeavor. So we're going to win the lottery on this show. Don't you know? Ken, did you know we're going to win the lottery on this show? Here we go. I did. Now, since we, even though we hadn't picked pictures, I have been just rolling with these same numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, have hit a couple uh, of Powerball. I think actually got a Powerball with a uh, power play of three. Oh, nice. Twelve, $6, $12? $12. $12. So, cause I do power play. Well, obviously if I, if the power if play, you get the power play. Yeah. So <laughs> I you get the multiplier. It's, it's, uh, it's $4 for Powerball and then the, the multiplier. Three times. Mm -hmm. so that was nice that is nice it's been about two months though yeah yeah it's been yeah. a while since we've done lottery so we've just been coasting on our on our profits from this uh these last numbers huh no 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 i mean i've been i've still been playing oh i still play regularly whether or not we we do, do you play uh, have uh, you ever played four eight sixteen thirty two what was it four eight four eight four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three 32 42 yeah that's it no should i should we do that this time i think hurley oh, no we don't have no because the the powerball number doesn't go up to 42 it only goes up to 26 his his powerball was 42 oh he was playing something else some yeah. fictional lottery that's son of a bitch People love lists. We're men of the people, by the people, for the people. So we're going to give the people what they want. And that's a list. Ken, did you know that people love lists? I've heard that, but, but from unreliable sources. So I have heard it, but that's, didn't know if it was exactly true or not. But if well, you the, say so. I, I've heard from credible sources that people love lists. And I've heard it directly from the, the people, the horse's mouth. So. Whoa. Why the long face? I hope this person. <laughs> I hope this person isn't. I hope this person isn't upset with you saying that. I don't think so. They don't. They don't know who they are, but they do. You know who you are. We close the show out as we always do with a little gaffe we call the little things. It's those minor annoyances that just kind of get your goiter. Nothing crazy that's going to make you, you know, storm the Capitol or anything of that nature. Although if enough of them stacked up, you might find yourself in a crowd of people storming the Capitol on one, one January 6th. I don't know. Or it could be local Capitol buildings here. Uh, Anytime in the future. Before too long, you never know what happens. And that's only if they stack up because it's not exactly just one creates that. That's not how it goes. It's just one that just kind of gets your goit and just like, ah, like a gnat flying around your face. You're like, just get the fuck away from me real quick. But see, this is our way. This is my, I don't know how you view it, but this, I view this as my way of, of hitting the execute button and it releasing it so that we therapy. Can go this is therapy. Exactly. See, so then that way we don't have a big hole in the earth. Exactly. Exactly. There's no black hole being formed so we can time travel to different realms and see ourselves in different worlds. I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist. We may just sneak in some extra segments if we have to. We'll see how we're sitting on time. So don't hold us to that schedule that I just provided, although that is a rough guide. It, in your programs, mark it down. 
Number one on the programs, Ken, since we last spoke, did you want to reconvene? I was going to just touch on something real quick that I, that, that I didn't get to, to touch on when we were talking about your, your undercarriage. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I used to get nosebleeds like on a daily basis. I've, I was there as well. I used to, have I am a professional on nosebleeds. If you ever need, if you never need any counseling on that, but what they ended up finding was that I had, when I was a little kid, I got something jammed up my nose and what it did is it pushed like one of the little capillaries out or the veins or the artery or whatever it is, you know. So it's always not, exposed, ready to pop. Like you said, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> so it would just be whatever scab it was, was the only thing preventing it from happening. So what they did is they went in and they carterized that. Um, and that smell stuck. Imagine it happening in your nose. Yeah, it doesn't have far to travel before the <laughs> olfactories kick in. <laughs> So that as soon as you as soon as you said you could smell it out, that's exactly what came to mind. I was and like, you could, and then you could smell it. Isn't the brain a funny thing? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Just, it's it's weird smelling your own burning insides. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Oh, that's just me. Don't mind that. Just me burning. Ken, when we come back, we'll continue on with Since We Last Spoke. Zoom sucks. We only got the intro in today. Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? Ken, and we're back. Uh, that was a quick uh, upload there, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, That's good. Yeah. While, we were, while, we were, while you were processing that, I went downstairs, went out to the backyard. Maymay catches a robin. <clears throat> oh. Out there. The ruckus. You should have the whole bird community in my backyard. All of a sudden, it looked like an Alfred Hitchcock movie in my backyard. <laughs> I'm like, get, I'm like chasing. I'm like having her let go because there's like a dozen birds right they're, there. They're they're ready to swarm. Oh, they're all up there on the fence top and flying. May May was on trial real quick. <laughs> They came in indulges. So, so I don't know if that bird's going to be able to fly again, but uh, it, it did it, run it away. Did, it did come out with its life. It, it ran away. I don't know how long it's, if it's going to need to be on the mend or what. So <laughs> I brought her up. So she she's up here now. She's going to be pissed. Oh, man. It was a feeding frenzy out there for her, and you, you made her miss it. I don't need all the birds mad. I don't need to walk out there and get a cat. <laughs> they start coming for you. That's right. I'm out there mowing. All of a sudden, there he is. <laughs> the accomplice. <laughs> Ken, since we last spoke, what you got? I was going to tell you about the Wimbledon. Because <clears throat> like you said, we haven't watched. You know, I didn't watch a single second of the French Open. Me neither. I, mean, I didn't go to go to view it. I've of course saw some highlights, but and then so so far same thing with Wimbledon. Even though we're already now we're well tomorrow will be a day off, right? Because they don't play Wimbledon on the Sunday, so it'll be um, halfway over and have yet to and really have no interest in going to see it but anyway it sounds like the joker is gonna run away with this maybe nadal gets catches a break and he's he, he's in play for the grand slam right now the way i understand it though nadal struggled and had to power through in his opening match it was yeah. the same day as serena because serena of course loses 
Well, yeah, she got the exemption, right? She got the wild card in. So you kind of, right. She hasn't played in since last Wimbledon, right? In a year. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she's just, she's just showing up at this point. Give yeah. the gal a break. It's got to be done. It's got to be done for her at this point. It, but anyway, also on my phone yesterday, I get a notification from ESPN. So I go, oh, I'll play the streak. You know, that streak for the cash game? Streak for the cash, yeah. I go, you know, I hadn't done this. And I, what usually happens is I forget about it until like the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And I'm like, I'm already so far behind. You just forget about it. Can't catch them. Yeah. So I, yesterday I go in right off the bat. I, I just plug in one real quick. Bam, winner. It was like one of these three seconders, you know, where is, is the first thing, is it a, is it a strikeout or a hit or this, you know, yeah. one of those is, it, type is of the first, is the first pitch a ball or a strike? Yeah. Something like <laughs> that. Exactly. So I go two and oh, right out the gate real quick. And then I get on board. So usually the way I play the streak is the first few days, I just hit as much as I can, you know, see and if some throw them enough shit at the wall. Something will stick. That's right. And then if I get like a four or five going, then I play a little more conservative. Well, I'll do, I'll look at like the days, like I'm, I'll, I'll map out one or two for a day. And that's, 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 that's the way I figured. Then, then you dwindle, right? Once you get, so the first, the first rounds, like the round of 64, right? You just kind of throw something out there and, and then once you catch two in a row, you're like, oh, wait a second. Now I got to focus a little bit. And you you dial in on the sweet 16. That's right. So what ended up happening is um, I get a loser, a loser. And I went with your Padres last night, too, to beat the Dodgers. Uh, they are having a rough series against the Dodgers. Have you seen the Padres' new uniforms, though? I have not. No, I'm done. Well, with it's just an alternate. It's a city uniform. But they are, they are pretty nice. Yeah? Yep. Good for them. Good for them. Too bad nobody's watching them anymore. Too many things to do. I go out this morning, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm I go I, I open the open the gate two and zero. Oh. Then I go. Then I lose three in a row. Streaking the wrong way. Yeah, the wrong way. Come out this morning. I hit one. Can't remember what it was. And then I go Swiantech. Is that how we say her name now? Schweintech. Swiantech, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Has yeah. won 37 matches in a row. Yeah, the gal. Not no more. She lost this morning. I put and it was just a pick 'em. The, sure, the sure thing goes down. Her against some <laughs> no, but that's where they, they show you like what the public is picking, and it's she's at 99%. 99.8% or some shit like that. Yeah. That see, that's why I was going. That's when I went Padres last night. They were at like 4% and like 96% of the people were on, on the Dodgers. And I go, this is where all their streaks come to an end. Yeah, bam. Begins. I think it was five to one was the final. Or was it three to one last night, five to one the night before? I didn't, I just got the notification, your pick lost. Oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't go into the into the, the depths of it. But this Swiantek, she loses to some gal I never even heard of. So these things happen. These things happen. Ken, to piggyback on your Wimbledon here today, it's happening. It sounds like we've got a, a big fights in UFC tonight, UFC 276. It sounds like Kyrios and Tsitsipas are excited for UFC fight night because they are about to throw hands at Wimbledon. 
Oh, yeah? Things are getting heated between Tsitsipas and Kyrgios, and that just makes sense because Kyrgios does that to people. Now, I, I missed – I was uh, debating on picking that one, but I figured this Fiontech is a, is a for sure thing. Yeah, so that's a sure. This is happening live, right? It's happening live, yeah. And they're getting a little – but that's what that curios does, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he does. Yeah, he, he gets, gets under people's under skin. Yeah, and Tsitsipas, he's a he's a what is he from Greece? Is it? I think it's Greece. Tsitsipas is Greece. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably just like sitting there fuming. He's ready to throw hands too. This is the match made in heaven. You know what Nick Curios is? Blue balls. He's blue ball. He's exactly what he is. Yeah. (laughs) Bring that analogy. You hit that analogy close to home. I'm sorry about that. I've got a little case of Nick Curios right now. <laughs> I've got Nick Curios in my ball sack. That's for sure. Can also with Wimbledon, I don't know if you've seen, just to piggyback on the piggyback, this is a piggyback inception, a triple back pig. Uh, I don't know if you saw this guy. I don't even remember his name, but he's serving underhand. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy's giving underhand serves. And not, or not, Yeah, not even on the second serve. It's on the first serve as well. So he's, it's not like to, just to, just to mess with people. It's got to be just to mess with people because he's doing it on the first and if he gets a let or what have you, he'll do it on but the it's, second. It's not like it's just out of the blue. Like he regularly serves, the guy creeps back just a little bit too much and then you, 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 you then you give him the underhand. It yeah, sounds like he's not doing part. it every time. So he is rink. It's a wrinkle in the game. He's rope-a-doping. That's he's what rope-a-doping. he's doing. He's, he's playing the mind game. Too bad. I, don't this, have a, I wish this guy would play Curios. See, the tennis the tennis experts would, see, would call that Bush League. I don't know why, what Bush – why is it Bush League? Well, because it happens in the bush. Oh, see, I was thinking – I was thinking like the beer because it's it's super cheap like Bush beer. No, I think, I, I, think it was, I think it predates Bush. I know. I, yeah, I know it does. But that's what I always think of for some reason is Bush. But well, how do we know it's not Bush light if it's just a little iffy? That's true. That's true. It's still it, it still gets the job done. It's but... Bush White League. <laughs> I don't understand why. Yeah. Why? What's with the purists here? You play to win the game. That's exactly right. If it's within the if he, he's not cheating. It's in the rules. Yeah, get the serve in. All he's got to do is be on be on one side of that little center stripe, and he's got the other, and he's got to hit into a box on the opposite side of that center stripe. That's it. Those are the rules. It doesn't say how to. I say this in golf all the time. Somebody tops one, but it still goes like 140 yards on the ground. Remember, it's not how you get there; it's how many. That's right. That's right. All you put on your scorecard, there's no, it's not like your scorecard in baseball where you, where it's E6. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what's happening until the, you know, the, the score is the score. That's all that's there. That's right. That's right. I agree wholeheartedly. Ken, since we last spoke, I don't know if you saw this, Max Scherzer made a minor league rehab start and this is typical of, you know, the big stars making their minor league rehab starts. They'll, They'll foot the bill for like, a, you know, a decent meal within the clubhouse. Scherzer, the great teammate, great guy that he is, takes it to the next level. Lobster, filet mignon, you name it, bone-in steaks that 
spends like seven grand on just the meal for the players in the clubhouse and tosses them a set of AirPods as they walk in. They just get a set of AirPods. Scherzer, what a guy. Look at him showing off. That's what 250 million (laughs) will buy you. He's playing with the Rumble Ponies right now, for the in case you didn't know. So it's Mets AAA out of Bing, Binghamton, New York, the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because uh, Tony Kornheiser. Of, Tony Kornheiser went to Binghamton College. If you didn't know, it was called something else back then. <laughs> but he talks about the Rumble Ponies from time to time. Oh, really? Yeah. The Mets affiliate, yeah, Max Scherzer shelling out for the boys. As he should, just like uh, you remember when uh, when uh, Michael Jordan. Maybe you don't remember. What were you about three then? Uh, three when he won his last championship. Yeah. Oh, so when he played baseball, you weren't even born yet. No, he played baseball in '95, right? Well, was... he, after he played baseball, he came back and won three more. Oh yeah. So did he play? Because he won ninety. He won 91, 92, 93, played baseball. Nine, no. Did he win 90, 91, 92, played baseball in 93, won 94, 95, 96? I know one of them was against Seattle, and it was after I – rem- I remember the one that he won against Seattle was after Darian was born, so you would have been born. And that was in 94, so that would have been during the, the fall of – or, I mean, during the, the – uh, the spring of 95 would have been the earliest or would have been at least the, the latest. At least one of them. Yeah. At least one. Of them. Who, but did I don't they, remember. who did they beat before Seattle Portland? I honestly don't remember who all the Lakers have beaten probably, or I mean the, uh, the bulls, probably the Lakers was one that I was going to say. That was the, before that was, that was pre though. That was before the, the, Portland does sound right to me for some reason. I think the last ones went Portland, Seattle. Oh, you're thinking in, Portland was in the second three? I think so. Utah? Yeah. Wasn't one against Utah? Oh, yeah. That, but that was pre as was well. That, the first, that was before? Yeah. We'll take calls from any of you Chicago Bulls fans. Yeah, out there. we know you're all out there, you Bulls fans. Anywho. Oh, these guys are idiots. They can't even. I saw the I saw the last dance or whatever, and uh, it's been it's been a couple of years. You know, I didn't care for the last dance. No, personally. there there were some scenes where I, I just like to watch like Michael Jordan highlights. So just so graceful. Oh yeah, watching the highlights is the best part. But I don't need to see him pl- throw throw him a court a quarter against a wall with some security guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we know he likes to gamble. Yeah, I didn't need to see that. By the way, I've got Minnesota over the Orioles is my next uh, streak. My, that's my streak. probably a that's probably a pretty good play. My streak right now is one, but I'm not familiar with these. Uh, I'm not familiar with these pitchers though is the problem. But I'm on the side of the public at ninety five point nine percent right. Now. I think Minnesota is a force to be reckoned with this year. Finally, maybe they'll get out of the first round. Well, their record's forty four and thirty six, so that's only eight games above. 500 but are they is that a, is that good enough for the central right now or no i think cleveland is first the guardians they're guard they're over the guardians of the central not the galaxy i have the ability to look at it immediately 
As a matter of fact, when I pull up CBS, it goes right to it. They are in first place right now. Two Over games above the Guardians. Overachieving. And the White Sox, who didn't, I guess, they, win, didn't they win the Central last year? They're two games under five. I guess, under five. I guess there's a rift in the White Sox. They're either really good or really bad. It sounds like they are butting heads in the clubhouse. Well, it sounds like they're really bad more than they're really good, or it looks like this year. Good. This year they are, yeah. Okay. The Orioles, not too bad. They're only eight games under five. Quite a turnaround from the last five years. They've got, they've almost got as good a record as the Mariners. That's Man, not saying. That's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a better record than the Pirates, though. Oh, this is the thing about the Mariners. Before you jump in, <clears throat> they do have a lot of talent. It's only a matter of time. Oh, that's. <laughs> that's like a that's like a repeat of what's said every year for the last 20 years yep you know you gotta have faith the only part of that question that's never answered is how much time <laughs> just a little bit more could be yeah could be more. i don't have that much time left come on guys come on fellas i'm done with you speaking of crybabies in sports did you hear this about in the uh i'm going to the nba here there's a whole the most, lot that's happening in the NBA. The most right spoiled stars in in sports, though. But we get this Kyrie Irving thing all ironed out. Next day, Kevin Durant says, yo, um, I want out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious. <laughs> it just can't be simple for these guys. <laughs> Kevin Durant pushes and pushes for Kyrie to get the best deal that he can. All right, welcome aboard. I'll see you later. No, I don't. I'm. I was. I know he's got. He's got four years left on his deal. So it, now, if I'm the Nets, I'm just like, unless if we can get a haul here. But I don't know if he's got a no trade or not. No, he doesn't. But he. I don't know if he does actually. But he request. There is a list of teams. I know two that are on it. I heard of two teams. Was all Miami and Phoenix. Right. Those are the two that I heard. Huh. Kevin so Durant goes, wants to go to somebody who's right on the cusp. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> you would think that he would want to do, that that would be – why didn't he say Boston then too? Right? I know, right? Fun. It only makes sense. <laughs> I saw this proposal the other day, and it was, you know, it would be the most hilarious thing. He must not have a no-trade clause because this question is Sacramento. No, Oklahoma City. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But what do they have for assets? Draft capital. Yeah, but you got, I mean, you got to match numbers too. That, I mean, in the NBA, you got to get salaries to, to link up also. Yeah. Well, there is. You know, you know that Oklahoma City is not paying a luxury tax. Yeah. You know there's that. A, there's no fact. luxury. They have Kevin Durant <laughs> and four other guys. And four guys. That's right. You and I should go on down to Oklahoma. See we if might we be able to get, even if it's like a 500 grand contract, I'll take the league minimum. That's right. I'll, and all we got to do is feed him all day. I'm That's passing the ball even before I even touch the ball. It'll be in yeah. his hands. We're running around like the like the Globetrotters doing doing this, even whistling. Ah. <laughs> I got a fake bo- a, a bucket of fake water. We just do a dance number down uh, across half court. <laughs> got top hats and a cane. The raquettes. <laughs> I did see this. The NBA, here's one thing I have to say about the NBA. There's no tampering. However, free agency starts at 6 o'clock p.m. It's over by 6.30. How is there no tampering? 
Why, well, the, the question is why why not just let them tamper? Why, mm -hmm. I mean, they are tampering. We already yeah. know. To, to, to your point, they are tampering. So why even have that as a rule? Yeah, and not enforce. I mean, they're not enforcing it unless it's Magic Johnson. He gets enforced. So now here, now the reason that the, that the rule exists is, it, which I'd heard uh, heard from, from somebody who used to be in the front office in a different sport. But the reason it's there is because of the the system for the NBA. Because they can keep. If you want to keep your own player, you can give them an extra year on the deal. You can also give them more money. So that's why they have this period. But all that is is just to see what what's my team offering, what's my current team offering me right now. And yeah, that's it. Are they going to go above? That's right. And then that's it. That's anything else is we just go ahead. It's just wild west outside. Yeah, who cares anyway? People are jumping. I don't even know what team half the people are on anymore. That's right. And, and, and by November, they're going to be crying and wishing they were on a different team. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I made the wrong choice. I better, I better make a jump. I want out of here. Trade yeah. me by I the know, deadline. I know. Signed a five-year deal, but one's enough. This is So this is one reason that you have to respect LeBron James, right? He's a whiny bitch, but he's never been like, get me the hell out of here. Well, because he always signed one-year deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. He knew. He always was on a one-year deal, except for when he first went. I mean, when he was for initially in the league, right, because he's a rookie, he gets four years no matter what, right? Yeah, something like that. Four or five. Would it? Four yeah, with the player option or uh, team option or Yeah, something. whatever. They, whatever. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of the rules. And then Miami, and I and – I, think he only did like a three-year deal but even though he was going not not five not six no so i'm not well, that was for rings he was talking about years bit playing there <laughs> as it turned out um but then after he left miami he's been on one year this is his first two year and so this year he's this is the second year of a two-year deal so you're like yeah no, i thought he did a four in la i think he did a four. Oh, did he really i think so yeah so he's still got well, how long has he been in LA though? This, I think this, I think years. he's in this was his third year, right? Because first well, year he missed the playoffs twice and he's won a championship. Yeah, exactly. He's been at least three years. Yeah, because he's he, a championship sandwich. He, yeah, he, he missed the playoffs due to injury. And uh, then we gotta get we gotta get to then we gotta get the unibrow here. Unibrow there, they win the championship, then, and then they miss the playoffs this year. All right, Unibrow gets hurt again, then we miss playoffs. <laughs> and, and West Brick. Or wait a second, no, because Milwaukee won the championship last year. They missed the playoffs this year and last year. Or no, they made the playoffs last year but lost to the – they lost in the play-in game to Phoenix. Oh, that's right, yes. So he's been there for four years. been there four years. He must have re-upped or something. I don't know what he's doing. I don't pay any attention. I really don't. I really don't care. He's washed up. So, it, well, I mean, <laughs> washed up in the sense that he can't do it alone anymore. But man, that, that guy's a freak. <laughs> as much as I've not liked him his whole career, I can finally respect the man. His game. His game. I respect the game. Yeah, you got to you got to quantify that because game game recognized game. You know. 
Oh, ballers, no ballers. Ballers, no ballers. We don't yeah. we don't mess around. Ken, <laughs> since we last spoke, I don't know if you saw. <laughs> the the college football landscape is being sped up oh, exponentially. Yeah. It's about to be the Big Ten versus the SEC. The two two names leaving from our dearly beloved, the Pac-12. It's about to go back to the roots, the Pac-10. UCLA and USC headed to the Big Ten. I'm I'm amazed at the speed at which these deals are occurring. It's sounding like 2024 will be their first year, but it's possible that they may even make the jump in 2023. How are they pulling this off? Well, first of all, I really don't care how they're pulling it off. How come they haven't get decided on which teams are going to be in the in the upper echelons yet? Is beyond me. Yeah, why do the, why do we have to go through all this nonsense? Let's just skip the pleasantries here. That's right. What surprised me is UCLA. I mean, what what's the? There's no allure to them. They've never won anything. I'm curious what this means for basketball because rumored also in the big 10 Oregon is making a push for the big 10 UW is making a push. They were put on the back burner and sources say they were put, they're put on the back burner until Notre Dame makes a decision. What's Notre Dame going to do. They're saying that Notre Dame is going to, well, Notre Dame's either going to decide to join a conference or stay independent. Well, they're, they're in a con. So you're talking about just football, right? I mean, they're in a conference in basketball. Yes. The um, cause they're in the big East in basketball. Yes. And that's why I'm curious why. So the big 10 I've also saw, I mean, and it's a crapshoot as to what's real and what's fake, but the big 10 is targeting a 19 team uh, division, right? And they're looking to add Colorado, Kansas. Um, who else was it? Kansas. And that, that's why I thought maybe, because Kansas and the Big 12 is in basketball. I'm curious if the Power Fives in basketball carry over, right? Like the Big 10 schools in football are the same as the Big 10 schools in basketball. So I'm curious if it stays that way through like the Power Fives. Well, it, it's there, there, that the Power Five is now officially done, right? It's, it's a Power Four. And, and, Part of the story that I heard when I first heard this story with USC and UCLA was that the big, the big 12 was trying to get Arizona, Arizona state, Utah, and Colorado. I heard that the big 12 was making a play for them. Now, the only thing, the only thing with that is this shifts, this starts to shift the, where, where's the power in, in, in the school's, the Big 12 clearly is not going for we want to be in this power. We yeah, just we do. We strong. want to be there. <laughs> we want to be strong in the second level. Or right? we just we want to we want to survive right now. After the cream rises, and then we're we're what the cream settles on. We're going to be the best of what the cream settles on. Is the is the analogy that I give you? Well, so I also saw yesterday that I don't know if this is why UCLA was included, because I'm curious if Oregon and Washington are following suit of California, where uh, legislation was introduced, like state legislation, that if uh, any state school were to jump, the other state school has to accompany them. So 
Oregon would be tied to Oregon State no matter what happens. Washington would be tied to Wazoo no matter what happens. That was introduced just the other day. But, okay, well, but why does, the, why does there need to – I mean, a California – USC is a, is a private school. So, it, so why would California need a law? UC Berkeley is a public school. So if UCLA goes and you had to tie public school to it, the University of California, Berkeley is a, is a state school. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't think about USC as private. That makes sense. But I'm curious if U, UCLA is probably just trying to hitch their the – ride the coattails. The only appeal for UCLA would be on the basketball side, though, right? And Big yeah. Ten has is, is got good basketball tradition as well. Baseball. Is UCLA good at baseball? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. For the most part, typically. Who go, who's, who's been there? And I couldn't even tell you a player that went to UCLA. I could tell you a whole shitload that went to USC. Didn't uh, Strasburg go to UCLA? No, he's U- USC. I don't think Strasburg went to USC. I, I have the ability to find that answer out. I've only got one more since we last. I've got two. I've got one real quick one and then another one. And then another, another one. Another go one. Go ahead and go back to back then and then I'll come back. All right. So, Ken. You might be sucking up one of mine. I'm a, I'm, I'm a... I doubt it. Ken, yesterday, as we celebrate each year, but not really celebrate, Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, July 1st? Yes. July 1st. And this is my proposal. It's going to be a hit, but financially to the companies around the United States. However, think of the morale that it would build if everybody was granted Bobby Bonilla Day, eight hours paid, you do not have to work. Well, now one of the companies that I used to work for used to do that. They called it an angel day. Now, what you did in order to get that, though, was you had to volunteer for a 10-hour shift or an eight-hour shift, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the rules were now. But you got paid for the – if you volu- you did some kind of volunteer work, the company picked up your, your pay for that day. So you, like, got a, an extra day off to go volunteer somewhere. And then you picked up this extra day that you could use at another another point in time. But the, it was used as, but the company did it on the whole, right? You volunteered, but it was all company sponsored. So the company got to reap the benefits of the of the of the uh, the good publicity of all these people are going out and doing this volunteer work in the name of this company. Right. Right. So it's little good. do they know about the under the table deal that we've made. Exactly. Just like they also used to do a thing with United Way. Yeah. If you, if you donated an hour of your pay per month, they gave you eight. They gave you eight hours time off. So it really only cost you four hours out of your own own pocket because yeah. you got an eight, extra eight hours of pay that you could then you swing into some day off. 
That's how the banks I used to work for used to push United Way pretty hard like that too. And you would get incentives for, for donating or contributing to United Way, um, whether it be an extra day off or you get like get to wear casual clothes for the whole year as opposed to just casual Fridays, things of that nature. Right. Steven Strasburg, San Diego State. San Diego State. Um, Bobby Bonilla, he, I mean, when you look at monetarily, he ends up taking, taking that one in the shorts. The only thing is the guaranteed payout. But you got to think 20 years ago with inflation, what's, you know, he's, if he just take that, took that money and invested it, it'd be worth, well, I think it was a 25 year deal, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So if he had just got taken the 20, 25 million, bam, right then, and then just invested it, he could put it into like an annuity or something. Just right? let it ride. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have, he would have made more than just the 25 million. It's true, but he's getting paid. It's, it's a passive income for him at this point. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's not like that. I think that I think he's hurting. Yeah. He's probably just fine. He was, he was probably set when, when he set that. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Ken also, since we last spoke, uh, I know you got rid of the Netflix, but umbrella Academy season three tearing through right now for me. Uh, so far so good. I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say that it's one of the best shows I've ever seen, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. We never made it through the, the entire first season, but then we, you had said to give it another chance, which we would have, but what we were, we weren't focusing on it. We had already decided we were going to jettison Netflix. So we've been focusing on what we knew we were going to end up being paying for. So like right now, we're, we hit HBO hard and heavy. Yeah. Well, when and you it, return, give it another shot. Yeah, and Ken, did you know this? Do you know who created the Umbrella Academy? Is it somebody, is it somebody that I know? Uh, you know of him, yeah. You don't know his name, but you know what he's done. I don't his- know his name, but I know what he's done. I'm going to say he did House. No, he's not a, he's not, he doesn't, he hasn't done any other shows. He created the story of the Umbrella Academy. Oh, he's an, he's a writer. Uh, Well, he wrote the, he wrote the comic books for the Umbrella Academy. However, his profession is something completely elsewhere. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then I have no guess. The lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Really? Yeah. Well, good for him because he yeah. can't sing. Yeah, his his singing days are done. Well, I like I said, the only thing, I don't mind my Chemical Romance. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to run out and buy any of their their stuff. But what I when I listen to them, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, as opposed to a lot of the stuff from the '90s, where I go, this is just absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But my analysis of my Chemical Romance was the lead singer is clearly the weak link there. So he must have been the one whose daddy bought all the equipment and stuff like that. And that's why he's in the band. No, his brother was in the band. I know you, t- you, you told me that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with that's how bad of a singer he is. And okay. So all right. You, you make your own, you make your own narrative. Maybe the guitarist is just semi Are they a two guitar band? Yeah. 
Okay, see, so he's the his brother's the the weaker guitarist. His brother plays the bass. Oh, but oh, well, it's bass then. Come on, Anybody everybody's good at bass. Everybody's yeah, good at bass. Come on, five minutes. All you need is five minutes and a bass. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Paul McCartney. And that's all I got for since we last. Paul spoke. McCartney's coming out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Bring it, little kid. Since we last spoke, and you had sent me a text on this the other day, <clears throat> saying the Supreme Court's going getting all crazy, and I was I hadn't seen the news yet or anything, so I didn't respond because I knew I was going to end up going home and watching the news. I was probably walking Marley at the time or something. I can't even remember. Anyway, I get home and I'm like, what? Well, it was one win for Biden. I mean, there was only two things. I don't know what you went all crazy out, crazy on. It, it had to have been because it was the day that they announced the EPA thing. Yeah, so they got the Roe v. Wade, the EPA, the gerrymandering stuff. So they knocked down where states can now uh, hardcore gerrymander to uh, reconfigure districts so that uh, pretty much they'll never lose again. But the problem is they will lose. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Is it, it's all the WF at this point. It's all staged. If all the, all the states that, that need to gerrymander, they're going to end up losing. Those are the states that are turning blue anyway. Like, they, like in Alabama, they don't need to gerrymander. Yeah, it's red. The full state's red. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's red. So, I mean, there's you don't need to do anything there in Wyoming. Well, they only have one Congress. But I mean, I guess for for state, well, that's all at the state level, though, right? So you got to win your state legislature. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the natural national legislature. North Carolina was a big one, though. That's what that's where in Louisiana, North Carolina, Louisiana, those were the two big ones. Colorado. Oh, Colorado okay. was another one. Because they're purple. Not not Arizona. No, not Arizona. But I would imagine that. Well, because Arizona's got, you know, Phoenix and uh that's it. <laughs> but see, the more the more people move to Arizona, and everybody's from Illinois, right? So it's just like transplanting Illinois, everybody's from the Midwest. Absolutely. Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan. That's that's Arizona. That's Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's probably going to be floating more more blue anyway as the population goes out. So well, California is slowly going to start to turn red then, right? Is it? I don't think so. I don't know if it's possible. No. Although when I was born, California was red. You know, yeah, so. it's not out of the realm. You, if, California voted for Nixon. Oh, huh. and of course they voted for Reagan. I would imagine he was an actor. So, is he from California? He was the governor of California before he was the president. Yeah, there you have it. Home, homegrown. I told Kelly, this is just. A, I think this is just them putting their toe into the water and sensing next year it's going to be all kinds of explosions i think yeah they're just seeing the backlash that might occur yeah we'll just tip this is just a tester we'll see what's going on there test balloon thrown up it's going to be an interesting time um 
assassinations aren't off the table. And that, I'm not saying it's going to be me. I'm saying people will get angry enough to probably attempt some shit. Oh, I can see that uh, for politicians, all kinds of politicians on both sides. Yep. I mean, if everyone should just start bulking up your security right now. <laughs> I'm sure they will, too. And we all know whose fault it was. Who started all this shit? <laughs> Bring that man back. We should win a lottery when we get back. When we come back, we're going to win the lottery on the show. I hope you know it's going to be great and ebb and flow because we're going to win the lottery on this show. And then we're going to go to an island in the snow. I'm going to check on this bird. All right. Kenan, we're back. And we're going to win the lottery on the show. Gosh, I, I could really use a lottery win right now. I'm sick of working. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Think of, think of the how good the show would be. Jeez. Ken, I already put in the first number. I'll give you one guess as to what that first number is. 13. 13 is correct. But 13 is an illegal number. See, you're, ah! you're, you're, you went so fast there. Here's what's illegal. 8, 11, 13, 18, 30, 37, 40, 49, 58, 63. Powerballs of 14 and 16 are illegal numbers, void numbers. Number one is 66. 66. Catch the top. 59, working our way down. Like it. I like it. 35. 35. Kevin Durant's number, once upon a time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 20. What do we have? One more? One more. 24. Oh, <laughs> that was almost perfect. I know. We almost spread it out very nice. It almost had to go less than 20. But the weirdest thing was like, you the, know, it's like, going to be funny, though, real quick before you jump in. It's the number. The Powerball numbers are going to be one, six, seven, 19, 21. Lachayam to your house. I don't know if you just saw that, but boy, that was brewing. The numbers last time were re- were really weird. It was like the, the, yeah, it was the number eight, and then everything was 40 and above. <laughs> a lot of and waiting. Ah, the, the suspense is killing me. That's the way it happens sometimes. Powerball is? 23. 23, I love that number. Speaking of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It all ties. We could probably tie each number into the episode so far. I was going to say, though, 15 would be perfect because it's in between 14 and 16, which are illegal. It would, only, see. 23. It would only be right. 23 is a good number for me. It happens to be my birthday. People usually gravitate toward their birthday or number seven because everybody thinks number seven is lucky for some reason. Because Kevin Durant wears seven. That's what it is. And not 35 anymore. <laughs> and I can't begin to tell you how much money I have lost on the number 23. Really? Yeah. Because me and my buddy one time in Deadwood, uh, we had like hundred dollar stacks on 23 red, just waiting to hit. Everybody was just like, holy shit, boys, we're going to have to, we just have to join in on you. It's about, it's got to hit sometime. Right. And then I was just in my head thinking, 
No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. No, no. it really doesn't. <laughs> there's, there's like 48 numbers, right? Something like that. How many numbers? 36 numbers? How many numbers are there on a roulette wheel? Uh, yeah, uh, three of 12, so 36. Plus, oh, you, plus zero and double zero. You could have put it on a, on a corner, though, and instead of just all in up on 23, right? Can't you play it four numbers at once? You can, yeah, but then you get a quarter of the payout. We were... But, we were dead set on hitting 23 red. Right. But a quarter of a payout that actually hits and a hundred percent of zero is zero. That's true. That's true. Now the failings of the, of the 20 of your lack of 23, I'm blaming it on your mother because her birthday is also on the 23rd. That's probably what it is. There's some weird paradox there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it. Ken, you know what doesn't have a paradox, but, also could have a paradox it's something that people love that's your hint kevin durant no (laughs) that is blasphemy although kevin durant does love does love lists and people love lists and we're men of the people by the people for the people we're we're gonna give the people we're the people for kevin durant no, not we. There's no we associated. Kevin Durant probably loves this show. He probably does, but we, I don't love Kevin Durant. Those are my own thoughts. Whoa. Nobody else is. Seattle left. Yeah, it is. I'm blaming him. <laughs> okay. Ken, we've got a list for the people. Uh, why don't you let the people know what the list is? I know it's very near and dear to your heart. So I feel List, like you're yeah. going to give me an amped up answer. And also my balls hurt. So I don't want to talk for a second. We are going to make, oh, I got you. <laughs> we are going to make a list of all of the movies or we, we ranked the movies that we like best that won the Oscar. Best picture of the year. Best picture of the year over the lifetime of the Oscars. It goes back to what, like 1929? Was that what I saw? I think it was. 1927, I think, was the first one. And I had never even heard of that movie, nor any of the people in it. Yeah, it was like the Daisy something or other. The Daisy. It'll take me just a second. I've got my resource right up here. Wings was the name of the movie. Oh, The Daisy something was in like, what, 31, 32? The Daisies? The Daisy something, something Daisy. I know Daisy was in one of them early ones. The Great Ziegfeld? No. I'm not seeing anything Daisy. Nah. You show no Daisy. <laughs> you show no Daisy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch that this weekend. You know what else I'm gonna put on my list to watch this weekend? I had it and I just lost it. Wow. I was gonna say hopefully it's one of the movies on our list. Hopefully it. Hold on. Hold the microphone. Got it. I I know you've told me to watch it before. Wings? Sunrise? Oh, the movie that you're thinking about watching? Yeah, yeah. Did you put it on a wish list or something? No, and now I'm trying to remember what it was. Somebody in it that you can think of? Was it The Wrestler? No, it wasn't. The, I've seen the rest of it. <laughs> well, it was a movie that you hadn't seen. It was a movie that I hadn't seen. And it's on my list. I just can't, for the life of me, remember what it is, is now. Is it new or old? 
it's older, I believe. Hold on, I'm I'm pretty sure it was on this Oscar. Is it sneakers? No, I've seen sneakers. Oh, that's, that's Rocky. Rocky won an Oscar, huh? How about that? Sylvester Stallone out of the gate with a winner. He wrote it and was and starred in it. Yeah, not too shit. And that was the first thing he did, right? Yeah, that's the first thing he ever did. Rocky. Damn. And look at it. What are we? Seven movies? Oh, uh, it is on the Oscar list uh, that you told me to watch. Um, oh, okay. Hold on then. Maybe one of us will say it. I'm sure you will. Yep. If I say it, then you then you pull then then you go. That's it. That's because yep. I didn't write it down because I figured that I would, but I haven't seen it yet. So I put it on my list of things to watch because I've got the house to. Well, me and the pooch got the house to ourselves this weekend. So, so it's not on your list. So it's guaranteed. It, I'm sure if I recommended it to you, then it's on my list because I went down because some of these things I wouldn't tell people to watch. Period. Right. And I know what the people are thinking out there to tie this back to the list is, well, they're just going to say the same shit over and over. No, come on, go back. Listen to previous episodes. If you listen to the show, you know that we've gamified the list. If Ken has one on his list that I have on mine and he says it, it's no longer eligible for me. I have to cross it off and figure something out to fill that spot, to fill that void, that deep, dark abyss, that cavern in my list. I got to fit another name in there. If I have one on my list that Ken has on his and I say Ken's got to cross it off his list, it's possible that we run out, although it's not because we've got more then enough to fill this list. Ken, go with number one. What you got? I get to go first. Now I'll, just, I'll give it to you to, first. Just to apologize to the listeners, I think he's just a little upset right now because he's sore. It sounded <laughs> like you were really scolding him <laughs> on that one. Oh, go back and listen. Download, rate, subscribe. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest shows on uh, one of the greatest podcasts on the podcast waves. Download, rate, subscribe. That's our endorsement. It doesn't uh, it doesn't seem that way because the people haven't found that diamond in the rough just yet. No, they're still searching. You have. Dig, dig deeper. But we but you have and we love you for that. Yeah. My number one. And this was my until just recently, it was my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Can I guess it? Shortly after it first came out. Yeah. And the only reason the number one or my number one, my favorite movie of all time now is, which was nominated, but did not win, which was three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, has supplanted this as the number one. And I think that might have more to do with recency bias. If I go back and watch this one, it could, they might be, be interchangeable. Is Clint Eastwood in it? Clint Eastwood is in it, and he's the director as well. <laughs> and if you notice, Clint Eastwood... Unforgiven. No. <laughs> no, good guess, though. <laughs> this also has Sir Morgan Freeman. M, large M, small organ. It does? What does he play in this one? It's Million Dollar Baby, right? It's Million Dollar Baby is the movie, yeah. He's the one who... Uh, he's the. Well, he's an ex-corner man. I guess was the deal. And he was a boxer, but he also knocks out. Uh, who's that guy that plays uh, uh, in the Ant-Man? Um, the Falconer, the Falcon. 
Isn't the guy that plays the Falcon? Anthony Mackie. Yeah, he's he he fight he ends up getting into a fight with uh, Morgan Freeman in that movie. I don't remember Morgan like, Freeman in it. It's been a while since I've Morgan seen Fre- it. Morgan Freeman is the one who cleans the gym. Oh, okay. He's yeah. like the janitor of the gym. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, Anthony Mackie's the real hot shot up and comer, right? And then he right. starts talking shit. To the I think it's, like, it's either two or three punches because he because he takes out Jaboy, Jay Baruchel. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Yeah, Jay Baruchel, Baruchel. Yeah, that's correct. Anyway, he ends up getting into a fight and then Morgan Freeman steps in. And even though he's only got one hand. Oh, yeah, because they were doing a OK, it's coming back to me now. Right. Because Jay mm-hmm. Baruchel like wants to get into boxing. He's just a scrawny little shit. And Anthony Mackey's the, the up and comer, the, the bully in the ring. And he uh, Jay Baruchel's got headgear on. Right. And he just starts taking it to him. And then Morgan Freeman. Okay. Yep. I got Morgan, you. I'm, I'm where you're at now. Morgan Freeman steps in scraps is his name. Yeah. Is, uh, is his nickname scraps. And he takes out Anthony Mac- Mackey with like two or three, two or three punches. And it's, yeah, I was uh, like, it's like one counter pop pop done. And then he go. And when he gets done, he goes, he goes number 50. Cause he had only had 49 career wins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Love that movie. It's been actually, you, I, I had watched it on a yearly basis at least once, but it's been a few years. So I might have to pull that out and watch it. Again. I knew you were going to go there. I did still write it down, uh, but I knew for a fact that was going to be uh, either your one or your two. Yes. So if you want my number two, which I'm probably, I'm probably sure you could guess as well. You better get it out now. I'm not going to go there because I'm going to stay true to myself. I'm a purist when it comes to the list. I'm going to go with my actual number one. I don't know why, but it's the perfect blend of suspense and just eeriness and fantastic acting. Also a little bit of, you know, you got to solve some shit yourself. It's you guessed it. (laughs) Silence of the lambs. I had my pen right next to it as you're describing it. I'm like, yeah, I know where he's going there. That's, that's really good. I didn't have that one that high on my list because I'm not into the, the scare more. I'm more of a drama guy. Yeah. See, that's why I like the blend. It brings in a different, it gives you a different feeling the whole time you're watching it. You're like, should I be creeped out or is he a good guy? I don't know. I remember, I don't remember this when this movie came out and it must not have been that big at the box office. I would have thought, cause this was right in my, like you weren't even born yet, but no, I think it was the year before I was born. It came out in 1990. Well, it won in 1990 in 1991. So that means it probably would have been in the theaters in 1990. Okay. So it was three years then. It had been a few years after the movie had come out before I had seen it. And I was like, huh? I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, man, how did this not, how did everybody not see this? How did I not, how did people not come up to me and say, you've got to see Silence of the Lambs yet? That's yeah, it's, so, it's it's such a good film. It's got everything you need. It's Goodbye, horses. It's got just a little bit less humor than you'd like to see, but there are there are some shades of of really blue of really off color humor in it. Yeah, well, and now it's funnier because we can look back and get away from my fucking dog. Right, and well, yeah, and I'd fuck me. 
Yeah. Um, that's been parodied so many times that 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 when you see that now it's funny, but nobody even that, knows what it's originally from anymore. That's how many times it's that's, been parodied. <laughs> that's right. That's how that's how and that guy's been that guy was in seven years of monk already, and people don't even remember that he's in that movie. And I was like, Oh yeah, don't you remember? Yeah. He's the one who tucks balls. Yeah. I, every time I see him, I go, he's in all sorts of shit. And I'm like, Molly, you know who that is? She's like, no. I go, Put the lunch in the fucking basket. <laughs> Give me my mic, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's an excellent That's an excellent pick for you, though. If you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, it's true. You've truly got to see it. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. My number two, you care to guess this or you just want to list? May I list off my list for me? Uh, I'm going to say Godfather 2. Exactly. You know me so well. Spoiler, <laughs> if you don't, if you haven't seen this one yet, spoiler alert. And what ends up pushing this, well, first of all, Robert De Niro is one of my favorite actors of all time. Secondly, the ending of that movie is just... Fredo! Spoiler! You just, walk, you just walk away with it. Yeah, spoiler, Fredo. It's so it's so sad. It's so sad. I, I think that's the beautiful thing about it too is you end up liking Robert De Niro's character for starting all the shit because you think back to Marlon Brando's, but then also you end up hating Al Pacino's character because he's taking it to the next level. Yes, right. And so it so it reverses Godfather One, doesn't it? Because at the beginning, it's Michael's the innocent one and all this other stuff. And yeah. if, it weren't for, if it weren't for a coin problem at a toll booth, um, Michael would have, wouldn't even have been part of the family business, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it turns out he was probably the best candidate for the job because he, he seems to be a little bit smarter than uh, anybody else in the family. Well, we don't know what would have happened to James Caan. Spoiler alert. He yeah, didn't but, make it. But yeah, but he's more of a brawn guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a bravado type of fellow. He's going to go bust some heads. Yeah, he's, he's going to have a short fuse all the time and all this other stuff. Um, also, the reason you the reason that you like the Robert De Niro or the, the Marlon Brando character, whichever, however you want to say it is, he's such a it's so much family or he's so good to the to the community around him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how that's what builds him up. That's he got started for the right reasons. Right. He's helping people in the neighborhood. Right. right. So then people are looking up to him. Godfather 2. Go watch it. Ken, I know for a, so I'm just taking this list as a purist right now. My number two. And I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, holy shit. That was fantastic. You may not feel the same. I believe this went up against the wrestler for best picture. Uh, don't quote me on that. Slumdog Millionaire, my number two. Slumdog didn't even make my list. I had only seen it one time, and I thought it was great. Um, I just didn't think it was that great. I just I so at the time when I saw it, I was like, everybody was raving about it, Oscar, Oscar noms, whatever, what have you. I watched this is this was the. Uh, start of my watching trying to watch as many oscar nominated films prior to the oscars occurring that's when this started was slumdog millionaire because i watched it and i was like i thought it was so cool how 
they did it right. Everything's a flashback from this game and it's progressing forward while also looking backwards. Stylistically, I thought it was fantastic. Not to mention the story was, I thought was incredible as well. So that was a winner in 2008 and the website that I was on didn't have all the nominees. It just had when it did its own projections of what it thought should have won. Uh, that year, the nominees were Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. Um, the Wrestler did come out in 2008, but nary a mention anywhere on this thing. Other movies that came out that year that that uh, this other website that I use for my resources, The Changeling, which I just saw within this last week, actually. Oh, Angelina Jolie. An, another Clint Eastwood movie, because he directed that one. The Dark Knight. Also that same year. Um, Revolutionary Road, Doubt, Wally. 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 It is a good movie. It's uh, It was very cleverly done. They, uh, the jumping into the shitter, though. <laughs> that's, what, that's what deters you? A little bit the list. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit gross for me. My number Been three. there. <laughs> My number three, and, and this was another one that... And this is going to be a surprise for you. So I'm not going to have you guess at it because you're not going to guess it. This is not my type of movie, although it does have a lot of drama and it does have a lot of comedy. And that's the two things that I look for in a movie. This is where I think you're going to go. I'll tell you if I'm correct. But this one also has a lot of action as well. And I am not an action guy whatsoever. The star is also the director of the movie. Mm, He's kind of been shunned from the business. As of late, my number three is Braveheart. Aha, good call. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. It'll you'll laugh your ass off, and the Irish guy, and at least get a tear in your eye, if not absolutely sobbing. Freedom. It's a little ridiculous. Uh, that's a that's a little bit Hollywood Hollywoodish. That uh, that part. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. What a great film. It's very long, but it is so so good it has it does have everything that you need right even if yeah like the guys that when i was first introduced to it the guys were watching it because they're and these are the kind of guys who like like john wick i saw it and i went oh well at least i don't have to watch that again (laughs) john wick is not my kind of movie although that one can get you maybe a little teary too yeah if you're a dog if you're a dog lover yeah (laughs) but um so the guys that are sitting around, sitting down about to watch it, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I want to follow the lead of these guys. But I sat down and watched it and went, wow, that's amazing. And here it is, number three on the uh, – it would probably in my top be in my top ten movies of all time list as well. Yeah, it's got everything. It's got, it's got drama. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got violence. It's got – you name it, political strife. Love and great acting as well. Great acting, yeah. You don't often think of Mel Gibson as a great actor, but he knocked it out of the park on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number three, and I'm going to do it just because I have to. It was the culmination of everything that I lived, breathed, slept, ate, you name it, as a youth from 2000 when I read the books to 2000 and whatever when it won. It was. It felt like a journey continued. It was the third of the trilogy, the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, 
Number three, so fitting, the third Lord of the Rings. See, I didn't even write this one down, so I don't have to cross it off. I thought you would have went number one with this one. <laughs> so I was a little, you threw me for a loop that this only made it to number three. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I didn't really know Jack about it. I read the book after all was said and done. Oh, okay. um, so I really didn't know anything about it. And I still haven't read The Hobbit and I still haven't made it through all. I haven't seen, we had to leave the third movie early. And that's a story for a different time because we're, we're, we've all, we're already going way longer than we should today. <laughs> but I figured you were going to say that one, so I didn't even write it down. All right, that's fair. That's Because I wouldn't have had it up high enough, but it, if, if I had gone 10 deep I, and I knew, and if it was just me and I was going 10 deep, it might have reached 9 or 10. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, so I was a nerd as a youth. I was a popular nerd, one of those. Uh Lord of the Rings was was everything that I uh I mean there was a stint there where I was uh, you know all in on Lord of the Rings. I was talking in elvish and shit like that. Really? No, yeah, not not that deep. You were but. learning to write the language. You were you were telling people call me Mr. Bombadil. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Why does it cry, Smeagol? He didn't make the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tried out. I was Gollum on the playground. Yeah. That's for the <laughs> that's for the hardcores. My number four and my second favorite actor, which it's kind of, it's really way, my 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 two favorite actors have really fallen because they've made they just the last portion of their career here has been just dreck after dreck after dreck for the most part. But they joined the live tour to close it out. Right. But two, um, two of the names on my list here are going to include uh, this gentleman on it. And no, it's not Al Pacino. I don't think he, well, he is. I guess he's in Godfather and Godfather too. But, but that's because of, of Bobby D. And the other one, the next one that I'm about to say is going to include a little man I like to call Dustin Hoffman. I figured this is where you were going to go. <laughs> now, surprisingly, there's two in my top 10 <clears throat> that might make it that that Dustin Hoffman is in. I was actually surprised at how much good stuff he had been in. <clears throat> but this one also includes Tom Cruise. Rain Man. It's a little movie called Rain Man. And at there are 83 again, toothpicks. 83 toothpicks. Huh? There are it's, 83 toothpicks. No, it's 296 is the total because there's four left in the box. But he says, he says 98, 98, 98, 98. 98 toothpicks, 98 toothpicks. And he's, and she says, there's four left in the box and it's a box of 300. And he goes, well, you, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Man. Um, again, great acting. It'll make, it'll, it'll get you a little bit clamped. There's, a, there's plenty of comedy in it. 97 yeah. X, the future of rock and roll. <laughs> Rain Man. <laughs> Rain Man is a good one. I do enjoy it. Dustin Hoffman. I did he win Best Picture for the or Best uh, Best Actor for this? Yeah, that's where he got his Oscar win. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna jump in now and take the other Dustin Hoffman uh, <laughs> because also uh, perennial uh, on the female side in this one. It's Dustin Hoffman versus Meryl Streep in a battle we call Kramer versus Kramer. Purely, I would say acting, the acting in this film 
is out of this world. The acting is fantastic. It's not, there's not a lot. Of, this is hardcore drama, though. This yes. one is flat out hardcore drama. Um, who's the, now I'm trying to think of who the neighbor was as well here in this one. We see her in a lot. We see her in a lot of stuff, but she's great as well. And now, I'm, I'm, now things are starting to blow, starting to mix together for me in Kramer versus Kramer and uh, Tootsie for some reason. Because <laughs> I was about to say Bill Murray, but he's in Tootsie. Tootsie, yeah, that's. <laughs> uh i don't remember the neighbor but um because the, i mean kramer versus kramer won the oscar and that you that was a low budget film right there's not a whole lot to the movie that as far as budgeting goes it would the only problem would be uh as far as an expense is because it's it's filmed in new york and there's a lot of location stuff so you got to pay for like security and stuff like that right. that's about the only thing Meryl Streep was not exactly a household name yeah. by that point. Um, everybody knew who Dustin Hoffman was because he, he, he's he been established for 10 years all of a sudden. I can't, like graduate, I want to say it was like 69. Dear Mrs. Robinson. <clears throat> so that had been out there for a while. I was trying to think, or I'm looking real quick to see. Jane Alexander is the, is the neighbor. Um, who you don't know the name, but you recognize her. She's been in so much stuff. Yeah. Oh, it does have uh, Academy Awards. It won for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Screenplay. It says Best Foreign Language Film. How can that be? Oh, that's a Blue Ribbon Award. So it's from a different country. So that for Oscars, five Oscar winners. Not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, it's and it like you said, it's heavy drama, but it is it just moves on so gracefully. I'm gonna say it's it's just a well put together film. It's so one, good. One real quick story for you too, because you mentioned the acting. So I had heard uh, like Dustin Hoffman would treat Meryl Streep like total shit the whole time that they were that they were recording this, mm -hmm. just so that it it made it. So that she just didn't like him. Method acting. Yeah. Straight totally. on method acting. Just totally treat her like a piece of garbage. <laughs> and then and then she and then it just helps with her performance on the screen. My number five, I'm gonna go to it real quick. Just rip the band-aid off right now, Godfather. <laughs> I did not even put this one down. I did have Godfather 2 down, but I didn't even write this one down because I knew. My number five, I'm going to take it uh, more towards my time frame here. Uh, Star-studded cast. Holy hell, the amount of people that are in this. Mackie Mack Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Leonardo oh. DiCaprio, all sorts of people. Uh, Baldwin, uh, so on and so forth. I'm going to go with The Departed. Jack, Nichol Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yes. <laughs> Jack, I always want to say Jack Nicholas for some reason. Uh, the Departed. It's about corrupt cops in, you guessed it, Boston. Now, the, the funny thing about this is it's not even in the top five Martin Scorsese movies, right? Is it for you? Uh, for me, I don't like Departed that much, but I wouldn't even put it in my top five Scorsese movies. I yeah I like it I like the Departed a lot. I don't mind it, but it's not Goodfellas. It's not 
Wolf of Wall Street. It's not Raging Bull. Oh, I forgot about Raging Bull. <laughs> but but he had made so many good movies, and then this felt like just a a career. Yeah, here you go. Here's your yeah. Oscar, like yeah. Leo. Here's your Oscar for The Revenant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even write Departed Down. I enjoyed it when I saw it, but not that well. And I didn't, and I wanted to have some older stuff on here as well. And I've got a couple surprises mixed in also. That's fair. That's fair. I did enjoy The Departed. It's a, it's a good one. I, I enjoy it thoroughly. I'll watch it anytime it's on. Well, I won't say I won't sit down and watch it, but Jack Nicholson's character is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He he takes it to another level. Absolutely. This movie might be a surprise to you. What, uh, what might be even more surprising to you is I, I feel that, uh, of the younger directors in our time, I put him on a on a pedestal and with with the tops. And you wouldn't think so because he's just a pretty boy in most people's eyes. But I think Ben Affleck is a uh, far better, is a far better director than he is an actor, and yeah. he absolutely crushes it with Argo. Fuck yourself. Um, I can't remember what Argo stood for, but it was a it was like an acronym for something. Is what they is what they named the movie. It was like American something 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 operation or something like that was what Argo stood for. Yeah, Has something it been, something it get, seen it? Yeah, it's been a while, but something get out right. Yeah, aren't, aren't they yes. in a? They're in a country that starts with R, right? No, no, they're in Iran. Oh, this, yeah, is, this, this is this is this is one of the reasons why. Jimmy Carter didn't get reelected. Yeah, he didn't was bring the, the boys this, home. This was the uh, this. Well, Iran said they wouldn't they wouldn't even deal with the United States if Jimmy Carter was reelected. <laughs> right. So they're hold, they're holding us up for ransom on our elections at that point. Plus, the inflation didn't didn't help. Uh, and then we got Reaganomics and everything. Anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> Neither here nor there. When you looked at me, you gave me kind of a blank stare. But in the movie, the repetitive theme or or the repetitive joke was Argo, fuck yourself, is what they kept saying to each other for some reason. Because one guy says, well, what's Argo mean? And he goes, Argo, fuck yourself. And then so they just kept saying that all all throughout. Yeah. Was it Alan Arkin in Argo? Alan Arkin is like the he's like the guy who's from the studio who they call in to make this put up the front that they're actually going to film a movie. If you yeah. haven't seen the movie, it's based on a true story. It's, it's got decent acting, but the storyline itself is just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's kind of a suspense that is, that doesn't feel like a suspense the whole time. You're like, Holy shit. Are they going to do it? Especially because you know the outcome. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've seen Argo, but it is such a really good movie. Um, I should probably revisit this one. It's been a while. Revisit. We watched it again. I want to say within the last six months, might've been six months to a year. And, and both of us went, man, I forgot how good that was. Yeah. yeah. You know, after fuck you, was fuck you Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> What is so Ben? Did they direct Goodwill Hunting or did they just write? They it? just wrote. Okay. No, somebody else directed it, but he also directed um, 
uh, bait, uh, what's that, Gone Girl? Oh, yeah, Gone Girl. One where his wife pretends to, okay, spoiler alert if you haven't seen that, where she pretends to. Have yeah, she's a, not actually uh, dead. She pretends to be dead. Yeah, she pretends to be abducted and, and killed. Yeah. Um, Ken to my number six, and I'm going to knock it out. He had Chaboy's in it. I went on a tear one time, and I was just. I used to like fill my Netflix list with just actors at one time and just tear through all these actors, uh, uh, discographies or what have you filmographies, whatever you have, whatever you call it. This one has Chaboy, Mr. De Niro. Uh, it also has Christopher Walken. I didn't think you would say this one. I love this movie so much. And Meryl Streep again, Meryl Streep also. Meryl Streep, exactly. It's Deer Hunter. Now, this was made, what, 70... 78 is the year that they won. 78. If you can get past the old time, like, you can tell it's grainy and everything, but what a great war film. It doesn't really tell the war side of it, but it's more like the after effects of what the war does to a person. And if you like Russian roulette, it's a great film for you. I was just going to say, the Russian roulette scene alone... What is that, like five to ten minutes? That scene alone will go, make you go, holy shit, what am I watching right now? Yeah, it's it's something. And then, yeah, the whole time, uh, did I say that it's Deer Hunter, by the way? Deer, Deer Hunter. Hunter. He did, yes. <laughs> and, the, and the music also very bad. But, uh, yeah, you could, it's very, you could very much tell that it's made in 1976 or whenever it was actually made. Right. But the story itself, and it's not something that you've seen before. And uh, once again, hard, hard drama. There's maybe one or two laughs in this whole thing. Any, everything else, though, is straight drama. Yeah, or like suspenseful scenes. Because this is the one where they're like underneath the, if I remember correctly, they're underneath the, uh, they're in the water underneath the bridge, right? And then they have to attack the Charlie that are on top. Well, at one point there, when they're imprisoned, that their cages. Oh yeah, their cages their, in the in their prison the cell is in the water. Yeah. So when they spoiler alert, when they go to when they get out, they uh, they attack the Charlie from below. Right. Well, they end up escaping. Remember, they're on a bridge. Or there's a cool there's a cool action scene where they're on the bridge that's go, that's floating down the the river and. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. Check it out. Check it out, Mike. Check it out, Mike. Should we it's, it's one that a lot of people probably have never even thought about thinking of hearing about because it just flies under the radar, even though it won Best Picture. Right. And it's and it's and there's and each of these actors have have so much other catalog of good stuff as well. I've seen this within the last year again as well. Oh, yeah. It's probably yeah. been a couple of years since I've seen it. I think I watched it when I was in college. Shall we pause? Yeah, we probably better. Less than a minute. When we come back, Zoom sucks. We'll complete the list. Maybe. <laughs> Ken, we're back. Take it away. I wonder if people even notice. I'm, I'm, I've never listened. Like, especially, I mean, I've listened to us back before bits and pieces here and there. But when we do this, when when we have to do this stupid Zoom reboot thing now, I wonder what it sounds like. I guess you know what it sounds like, right? Yeah, there's like a, it's like a two, three second pause. So sometimes, th- sometimes I get it pretty close. 
Um, but I, I just stopped cutting because it messes, uh, it messes more up than it feels more like a break. If it's just silence for a second, you know? Yeah. And then eventually you can just splice in a commercial there. Exactly. That's the point. But, um, it's more like a comma right now, as opposed to, a, a period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My number seven, Michael Keaton had a, had a run a two-year run where both where his pictures won back to back. I didn't know if you noticed this, but, and we had, we had talked about this picture a little bit earlier here today, as a matter of fact, spotlight. Oh yeah. I forgot he was in that. Spotlight. He's the star of the movie. So I don't know that you should have. I remember Mark Ruffalo and the guy from Mad Men. Oh, okay. Okay. Michael Keaton, and then the year, it was either, I think it was the year before, Birdman. I don't know if you saw Birdman or not. Yeah, it's on my list. Um, but back-to-back year movies that he was in, one. Spotlight being one of them. Spotlight, just just great, interesting story. Yeah. And it's packed with good actors. And just, this one for me, it's just just the story itself. Is, is interesting. That's what make, puts it in the top 10 period. I, uh, I had Birdman on the list, but I'm going to cross it off because you mentioned it. Um, the only reason for Birdman is it was kind of, it was so cool how they did the, the edit. It was, a, it was an artistic movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a single, there's not a, it's a fluid film, right? There's no hard, there's no hard cuts at all in that movie. Right. Yeah, and it's just there's a cool flow. So, who, so whoever edited that movie also should have got an award because you know they didn't just film it in an hour and a half. Yeah, you know they're not going like this and read, you know, changing, <laughs> coming back down. <laughs> Somebody's making making decisions there. Ken, for my number seven, I'm going to go back to the the old school here again. Uh, I know you're a fan of this film. I'm not sure if you've read the book, but the book is uh, great as well. Written by Ken Kessie, one of the uh, one of the pioneers of the psychedelic uh, movement that happened back in the 60s. Ken Kesey, Timothy Leary, Richard Alpert, the, that crew. Um, Ken Kesey wrote the book. It's about uh, mental institutions. Jack Nicholson is the star of the film. Uh, it's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Just a great story, great characters, and you just feel emotions for the characters miss ratchet you despise with every bone in your body chief you are curious about but you end up loving the guy uh jack nicholson's character i don't even remember his name it's been a while i haven't read the book since high school but um and i haven't seen the movie probably in five years but uh jack nicholson's character you're just rooting for the guy he's just trying to get everybody to get on his side you've got ancillary characters you know uh what's his name bobby uh the the little kid the scrawny kid whose mom uh wasn't a fan of him it's all it's a it's a movie about the characters is what it is and that's why i think it's so good is because you just feel every emotion for different sets of characters and uh the characters really drive the film great book as well well the uh, to me the character that 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 really grips you the most is uh play is is in um 
your trilogy that you had there in your Lord of the Rings, he plays Wormtongue and it's Brad Dorif who yeah, plays he's, Billy. He's the, oh, is it Billy? I he's said Billy. Bobby. So the guy who's a virgin. Yeah, I said Bobby. I meant I meant Billy. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're having it, they're having a little party scene. So spoiler alert. Seriously, go watch this movie. It's absolutely fantastic. I've never read the book. I'm not a great reader, so I don't know that I ever will read the book. But everybody has told me that this book is absolutely fantastic. But Billy ends up killing himself after Nurse Ratchet. This is this is the reason that you absolutely. This is the one that Nurse Ratchet makes you hate her. And it's one because Billy ends up killing himself because of just the, the, the verbal tongue lashing that she puts on him. Mm-hmm. Also, an introduction to Danny DeVito and Christopher Lloyd are just. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about side, Christopher Lloyd. Our side characters in this in this movie. But this is pre-taxi. Uh, this is our introduction to those two. I did have one. This one written down. As a matter of fact, I, it was. The next, I was going to do my next one, and then it would have been the one after that. But I absolutely loved this movie. I was first introduced to it. This movie came out in 1970, or it won in 1975. I was probably introduced to it in, I was in high school, probably 83, 84-ish, somewhere in that area. And, and when I watched it, I went, wow, that's, you know, and I'm just a, just a young teenager, barely, barely have pubic hair. I think that's about when I watched it too. My, uh, my grandmother, my grandmother's boyfriend at the time, he's like a, a big seventies guy grew up in, in the seventies, like at like uh, teenage years in the seventies. Um, and he was like, you've never heard of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And I thought he was like telling me, like, I thought it was going to be a funny movie. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I get it. He's like, you've never seen it. I was like, no. He's like, we're watching it right now. I think I was probably probably twelve or thirteen when he showed yeah. me, and I was like, damn. There is there's there is some humor in there, not a lot though. Um, the 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 biggest the biggest point for me is the irony. He's he's trying. Again, this is a this is a huge spoiler <laughs> of of how he gets there. Right, he's sentenced to he's sentenced to some jail time. He figures in order to have in order to have it an easier time, he's going to pretend to be a loony guy. He's going to pretend to be insane so that he can spend his time in the insane asylum ends up turning into a life sentence because of that, because he gets the frontal lobotomy at the end. In the end. Yeah. Boom. There it is. There you have it. Now, you know, the end. Yeah. I had that written down as my number 11 and you had stolen so far. I've been, my list has been pretty far, pretty well intact. You only stole two of mine two of mine now that being the third that I would end up needing to finish this thing. I have a feeling that you're going to take if one of my, my remaining three here. So I might have to jump down to the teens or, or into, into like 15, 16 region of my list. My next one though, and this is very, this is very recent. We saw this one in the theater and I was in love with it instantaneously. And it's had, it's not the, the people that are in it, but just this is just a strictly a story. And it's it's a drama and again, comedy and it pulls at your heart. Green Book. This is the one I'm going to watch that made the list. Now this. Oh, so I'm not going to give you any spoilers then. Um, <clears throat> the most interesting thing about this, and, and I can tell you this, and it's and it's not that it, it's not a spoiler. But what Green Book is apparently back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, this is a book that that black people 
bought that told them where they could stay if they were traveling. Safe houses. Hotels that, that, accepted, that accepted colored or whatever the, the correct vernacular is. But mm -hmm. it's an actual book and I hadn't even heard of it until I'd seen the movie. Uh, well, I'd, I'd actually heard of it because Michael Wilbon had, had referenced it on several occasions on his stints with Tony on during his radio slash podcast, mm -hmm. but I, but I never really made a connection on it. He always just talked about the green book, but didn't know exactly what it was, but it's, it's an actual book that came out that said, here's restaurants that you can go to. If you're a black person, and you're traveling, here's a hotel that you can stay at, et cetera, et cetera. Hence the name of the movie. Yeah. I'm not going to give you anything else since you said you haven't seen it. Yeah. This is the one that I was talking about earlier that I couldn't, that I couldn't think of. And then I was like, Oh yeah, that's going to go on my list of things to watch this weekend. So uh, it, the, the green book is, is going to uh, be watched by me this weekend. Is it available to you? Um, I mean, where, where is it available at right now? Oh, it's gotta be somewhere. I'll find it. Oh yeah. But if you got to pay for it, Worst case scenario, I pay $3.99 on Amazon. It goes on the wife's Amazon account. I don't have to hear about it. Oh, whoa, okay. She doesn't listen. She just downloads, rates, must, and subscribes. Must be nice to, yeah, same here. <laughs> must be nice to be full of, be, just be rolling in money, though, huh? I wouldn't know. Green Book, go and see it. It's got great action. Mahersha Ali, is that how you say his name? I can't yeah, remember. I, believe, I believe that's correct. I, I believe he's now been in two Oscar winners as well. Moonlight, the other, Marvel. right? Did Moonlight win? That's the question. Oh, did Moonlight? Yeah, or was it La La Land? We don't <laughs> know. Well, I remember him from four, the first time I ever saw him was in 4400. I don't know if you ever saw that TV series. Mm -mm. Um, it's it's pretty hard, hardcore sci-fi. I would rec highly recommend 4400. It might even be available on Netflix. Ooh, if oh. not, you could probably easily get it somewhere else. But it, if you're into some, some sci-fi especially the first season of 4400 it's just fantastic fantastic side note uh thank you by the way for letting me know that fringe is on hbo tearing through it now yeah really yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> couldn't find it. it left netflix i was like oh shit i was like in season three or season two i made it to season i think i was on like the third episode of season two and then it left Netflix and I was like, well, son of a bitch. And now I've had to wait till now. So then I like, tried to just watch and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going, Sorry. I gotta go back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll I probably started. end up doing that too. We were getting it on DVDs and so, so far apart. And we, that was one of the DVDs that we had for over a year, literally <laughs> March to March. <laughs> yeah. my, num <laughs> my number eight. Uh, I'm going to go a little more recent. This is more like my time. This is like the, the, the time frame of films that, uh, are like jam packed with what I like. Uh, Russell Crowe, fantastic performance, knocks it out of the park. I believe this is based on a true story as well. A true human. Uh, it's a beautiful mind. Oh, you should, oh, you zagged on me there. I thought you were going to go a different Russell Crowe. Now he's the other one that won. His best picture won back-to-back -back years. And this was, oh. the second, this was the second of that one. Ridley Scott, the other one? Ridley Scott was the other one, yeah, the year before. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, you zagged so hard, I, I crossed it out. 
I do like Gladiator. It is a fantastic film. Uh, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. Wow. But uh, I like A Beautiful Mind more. It's more, it's more like a, it makes me feel like, oh shit, like this guy's losing his mind. It's, it's sad to watch. I like to like watch and feel sad for the person whereas in gladiator you know it's expected that he's gonna die oh spoiler whoa whoa some people might not have seen it the only reason i ever i never said he dies i'm just saying you're watching expecting him to die he's a gladiator so i just spoiled it you spoiled it (laughs) (laughs) i I would have never even seen gladiator if dad hadn't bought it for a as a as a christmas gift Oh Again, really? He bought the DVD for me. Otherwise, I would have never have seen it. And I've I've now seen it. I don't know a handful of times. It's not one of my favorite movies, but definitely entertaining. Um, Beautiful Mind. I've only seen once. Should I? And I just now. Should Should I give it another another go? Yeah, it's you didn't like it the first time. It It didn't grip me or anything like that. I remember I watched it at mom's house, so I can't remember what was going on in my life at that point. But just I just didn't. It it's never, just it's the whole time you're watching just this this brilliant person just uh essentially battle sickness and just what you're watching him crumble in his life crumble around him because he built his whole life on being this brilliant mind and it's it's very sad it's heavy drama like you like um and he's a, math, he's a mathematician right yeah yeah okay ron then, howard directed that does yeah i believe that's true yeah um i was gonna say something that oh uh have you seen the one the stephen uh the one about stephen hawking it's it's kind of one in the same but um with eddie redmayne plays stephen hawking the the stephen hawking one that i that i saw oh wait yeah i've seen well oh okay yeah i've seen the stephen hawking one didn't care for that movie whatsoever yeah. There was another one though that I, that I would equate more to it, and I can't remember the name of it now. But it had to do with the guy that that broke the code of the Germans. Oh yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, what the hell was that called? I can't remember, but but you know what we're, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Kira Knightley, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, were in it. Yeah, that's the one that I equate to it more uh, as far as on a parallel. Yeah, it's well, it's it's but it's still like the same story as what happened to Stephen Hawking. Right. Like this guy is just and I'm pretty sure this is based on a true story as well. Um, You just watch this guy's mind go and it it's just a sad it's a sad journey is all it is. It's very drama heavy, which I, I feel like you would enjoy if you don't remember. Ed Harris also in it. Hmm. I Yeah, I just don't remember it whatsoever. It's on Hulu. So. Perhaps I'll give that a look very, very near future. My number yeah, eight, well, Beautiful Mind. Russell Crowe does Crow great had, in that one. He had a quite the run there because he also had, um, like within a few years after that, he was also in, uh, what's that boxing movie? That's really. Oh, yeah. Uh, James J. Braddock. Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Yeah. He played in the, in the 20s. Yeah. James J. Braddock. That one was nominated also. That was a great movie. I did enjoy that one. 
Yeah. So he I had, love yeah. all boxing movies. What? Who's made a bad boxing movie? We've referenced Raging Bull, Million Dollar Baby, Cinderella Man. The only one we're missing is The Fighter with Christian Bale. We also did uh, just, just we did a tangent of boxing with the wrestler. We did not mention Will Smith though. Oh, keep Will Smith's name out your fucking mouth. Sorry. Sorry, Will. Sorry, Mr. Smith. My number nine. Some say possibly the greatest villain in the history of movies. He certainly is creepy. And when I, after I'd seen the movie, I went, this guy's married to Penelope Cruz. Really? Um, because he's just got that bad haircut. No country for old men. I'm actually, I'm absolutely, you didn't even know where I was going there for my No, I didn't. <laughs> this is also a book, I believe. I've never read the book, but I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely surprised that this is the only time that the Coen brothers, because I thought for sure I was going to see Fargo on the list. Because I knew they had one, at least one. Then I went, huh, they should have, they, they easily won for Fargo, right? No, not, not Fargo. Uh, so I think this is I the I think only that's movie. more of a cult classic, right? Isn't Fargo like a cult classic, like, like uh, Pulp Fiction? No, I don't think so. I think Fargo is mainstream. Well, maybe o- over time, it's built enough of that mainstream now. Because people now say, like, people, they say, you yeah. know, you know who they what they say they've got fargo right up there fargo is fantastic no country for old men i don't like any of the not the characters itself just this is strictly story you don't fall i don't fall cohen's baby i don't fall in love with any of the characters whatsoever well in fargo at least i mean you like francis mcdormand's character yeah i mean yeah and you're you just you, and you're cringing when William H Macy's on the screen. That's right. <laughs> she's like, so she's the to- she in that movie Fargo. We're, we shouldn't be talking about Fargo, but she's she is the tortoise. This is a tortoise in the hair. Yeah. And so she's just a tortoise, just slowly plodding along, catching up to him. Mm. In, this, in this movie, the heart heavier, heavier. Ah, what's his name? Bear. Da- What's his, what's his name? I don't even know his name. I know he plays a Russian in pretty much everything that he's uh, in. No. Oh, oh, anything else you mean? Yeah. I consider him more of, a, more of a Spaniard in this movie. Oh, you're talking No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men, yes. Oh, I thought you were still on Fargo, the, the guy that uh, is in Fargo. But no, no. I'm, I'm equating the characters. He is the, he is the tortoise in this movie. Only he's the bad guy. Right. And Josh Brolin's the hair. Is the, exactly. Yeah. I, I will say about No Country for Old Men, I checked every single doorknob before. Uh, it, made me, <laughs> it made me think about doorknobs a lot more in my life. Javier uh, Bardem is his name. Yeah, he's, he's uh, a Spanish guy, I believe. I was thinking that you were still on Fargo, but um, also in James Bond, he is fantastic in that as well. Oh, which James Bond movie is he in? The new ones, Daniel Craig. The new ones? There's well, he's, one in, he's, in the, he's in the third of the new ones. Oh, so the most recent? No, uh, the, the fourth was the most recent. 
Well, I've only seen two of them. I've seen Casino Royale. And the one after that? No, and the one before that. Or was Casino Royale the first one? Yeah, and then there was one after that that was dog shit. And then there was... So that was the last one that I saw. Okay, so the dog shit one was the last one. The Javier... There are five of them. The Javier Bardem one was the third one. And then Christopher Waltz was the fourth. And then Rami Malek was the fifth. How did he steal? How did, how was, or how were they able to steal Christopher, Christopher, Christoph Waltz? Christoph Waltz. How were they able to steal him, him away from, uh, from your boy, uh, Chubb boy, uh, Quentin Tarantino? He, he must've got a waiver. I'm trying to find out the name of this character now. Oh, Anton Shigurth. Shigur. That's Fargo? That's Fargo. No, 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 no. That's Anton. That, that's Javier Bardem's character. In oh, no that's his character Pro, name man. in No Country. I've and- only seen it once, but uh, yeah, I it's it's a Coen Brothers film. I mean, it just moves along like the Coen Brothers move along. They are so great. Yeah, they do. Well, there's some that I did like. I didn't like Blue Caesar. Yeah, that's just a totally different type of movie. Like I didn't say I didn't like Inside Llewellyn Davis or whatever the whatever that movie's called. I haven't even seen that. One. Didn't care for that one. But there's a lot of them that I do really like. Burn after reading. That one's just okay. Oh really? I that yeah. one that one makes that one cracks me up like no other. Mississippi, isn't it Mississippi Burning, one of theirs? That does sound right, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That one's good. Anyway, No Country for Old Men, my number nine. I dig it. I dig it. My number nine, and I'm starting to run thin here. Um, I'm going to go with a pretty recent one, and I watched it, and I, I felt like it was so – historically accurate and it just made you so pissed off brad pitt's company plan b uh produced the the big the big pushers behind it brad pitt's in it uh briefly uh but it just makes it just further uh enforces your hatred for white people back in the day because they were just such assholes uh 12 years a slave oh yeah okay i yes he was a carpenter yeah. Well, yeah. he's the one that he's the one that helped him get out of there. Yeah. Lupita, <laughs> this was Lupita Nyong'o's big debut, right? This is what put her on the map. I watched this film. I was like, holy fuck, this is uh, brutal, but fantastic at the same time. I had forgotten all about um, all about Brad Pitt. I was like, what? Where is he going here? I had no idea what you were doing there until you said the actual name of the movie. Because you know, Brad Pitt's only in the movie for like three minutes. Right, exactly. So I had no idea where you're going. Wow. Um, no, I didn't write this one down. We had just seen this one within the last year, sometime during our quarantining area. Yeah. Um, it didn't really do that, do it that much for me. No, not a fan of it. Um, the acting was fine. It was a little too harsh for me, I thought. Yeah, well, like that, it didn't. It they're didn't trying emotion- to d- depict it, you know. It didn't move me emotionally, sadly. So it did. It made me mad. So yeah. that's why. So I don't want mad. Oh, I see, I like. So I like the. I like the full range. You know what movie I am shocked we're not seeing here? Who beat it out? The Green Mile. The Green Mile isn't isn't on. It didn't win. 
I know who beat it out. That's the question. When was oh, it was it even nominated? Did Forrest Gump beat it? No, Forrest Gump came out way before Green Mile. Green Mile was in 1999. I'll give you the I'll give you the list of movies that year. The Sixth Sense, The Insider, another Russell Crowe. <laughs> And then, so he's got the insider. The next year he wins for Gladiator. The year after that, he wins for Beautiful Mind. And then a what, few a, years, what a stretch. He had a good five-year run there. Russell Crowe. The Green Mile, the Cider House Rules, and your winner that year, American Beauty. All right, fair. And, and now we know, and, but we do love Six Feet Under. It's true. Same writer, same yeah. creator, American Beauty and Six Feet Under. That's true. And we'll see if American Beauty said here shortly. Well, I had it pretty far down on my list, so it, I'm not going to say it here. I'm actually going to I'm, I'm going to shuffle here. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm actually the next one that's on my list. I'm actually surprised that you haven't said yet. Actually, you have said it. It just hasn't been it just hasn't been put on the list, but I'm going to I'm going to give you one here that maybe you might surprise you here this is a more recent one this one well we we go to sit down and watch it we had heard the premise of the movie and went hmm i don't know sounds a little weird to me <laughs> what but watch the movie glued here's how you really know that you that you're watching a good movie all concept of time has disappeared i don't even know how long the movie is i don't know if it's an hour and a half or a three and a half hour movie to be honest with you just this, is how, this, this is how much you're entrenched in what's going on here. Time flies when you're having fun. Shape of Water. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. No, I haven't. But this is uh, this is Guillermo del Toro, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's he also got one of my newer favorite actors in Michael Shannon. Yeah. I, I don't know how new. I mean, he's been he's been on our boards for like 15 years now. But, right. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like old school, like Robert De Niro. Like, like, yeah. Like come come to you here, you know, in the in the last ten years, fifteen years. Um, Shape of Water. Uh, I've no, I have not seen it, uh, but I know Guillermo del Toro's style, and it is. It, I can only imagine how graceful this film is. Also, also in this one, and and really good tying on tying into Six Feet Under. Richard Jenkins is also in the movie. Really? Yeah. He plays a neighbor. Well, is all I'll say. I would recommend the movie. It's it's tough for me to, to recommend it because it so for some people it's just not going to hit. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a niche. It's a niche. Well, that's kind of Guillermo del Toro's uh I'm not uh, familiar with any more of his work. Crimson Peak never heard of that he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a uh he's rooted in like horror uh but like classical horror right so it's like a love horror uh blend where he tries to make it like a graceful uh old style horror i'm gonna i'm, I'm pulling up his uh his list here now nightmare alley okay i can see that i just saw that with um, Bradley Cooper, was that one of the new newer ones? It's newer, yeah. Came yeah. out last year. Um, 
Okay, Pacific Rim, Hellboy 2, Hellboy. Yeah, I didn't like Hellboy. Blade 2, no. I, once I saw Blade, I was like, nah. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth, never saw that either. Oh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Pinocchio, he's got out right now on Netflix. Pinocchio. I guess I'm not, not familiar enough with his work. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't want to say it's, it's really good, but for me, I was just shocked at how good it was. At the end, I mean, me and Kelly both were like, wow, that was a lot better than I thought this was going. Even like at the beginning of the movie, you're like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give it some time, but uh, not much bit, more. There's a little, yeah. <laughs> no, it was never like that. It was never like that. But you're just kind of going, okay, we're, 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 what's going on here? It, it takes a while for the plot to get to build and all this other stuff. So, but yeah, Shape of Water. I'll put that in at my number 10. My number 10, I'm going to bring it uh, bring it here because the whole time, it, it kind of reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm. However, if it was, uh, if it was not funny, <laughs> if it was like, oh shit, uh, but it's Crash. Okay. Star-studded cast. Uh, the, it starts off with some, some raunchy shit where uh, uh, police officers molesting people, you know, things of that nature. Spoiler. And then, spoiler alert, yeah, it comes full circle. And then he's trying to save her in the end. And she remembers. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm here actually to save you. It's a, it's a full journey, you know, a full circle journey of Matt Dillon uh, finding himself. And then all the ancillary stories. I like kind of those those movies uh it's kind of reminds me of lost right where there's like several different stories that are happening outside that are around the rim and there's the central story happens that kind of connects it all yeah i was just gonna i, I was just gonna say this the this is the first movie that i remember where there's really a weaving of all these separate stories how the, and and how it was all connected together is um i guess ironic more than anything the yeah. way because well, it's coincidental always, probably it's all but it's always a twist on you know here's we're at, at point a but when we when we get to point b everything's been flipped around yeah yeah you know they've it, we've done a spin and then it's something something nice yeah new man new me or new new uh new 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 sighting new me crash was my, the next one on my list so neither one of us said forrest gump it is, is it because, an honorable mention. Is it because Jason's favorite movie? You the Jason's for? favorite movie? He told me that was his fa- that's his favorite movie of all time. So I thought maybe just like if it's on, boom, he's watching it. And then you got just Forrest Gump to death. I love Forrest Gump. It's very clever what they've done, what they did, right? Uh, but it's not the vein that I'm looking for really when I'm looking for the, the best picture. Right. Okay. Highly entertaining. Yeah. I'd watch it anytime. Uh, and it's like I said, extremely clever what they did, uh, you know, tying it into like real life situations like, Oh, it all happened because of Forrest Gump. One quick thing. One quick trivia question. Now that we've wrapped up our list or did, or do you have one more stuff? No, that was my 10. Crash was my 10. Crash was 10. Okay. Who on this on this list where I resourced here, 
care to guess who has the most nominations? These would be producers of the of pictures that have either won or been nominated for best picture. Producers named as a producer, like it an individual been, person or a company. An individual person. Eleven times he has been named. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Very good. Easy. I was a little shocked at that one, actually. That man. I, Eleven I'm, times. Eleven times is Jaws or no? Or nominated? You said he's he would be the producer, no, not the director. Like Jaws, he wasn't a producer on Jaws; he was just the director. I think the first one was. Um, let me see if I got. Yeah, I've got it here. No, I got to go back. The first one was in like I think it was like ET was the first one, or he was a producer, just a producer. Well, he was, was a director or, of ET as well, but right or both. Super right. Eight was Super Eight nominated? Um, no, it was not. A lot of these he didn't he didn't do. Well, I guess he didn't he didn't direct Super Eight either, right? That was that's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. The first one was ET in 1982. We've got the Color Purple, Schindler's List, which of course he also won for. And See? I almost put that on my on my list here, but then I was like, God, it's such a boring fucking movie. It is pretty boring. <laughs> it is, but it is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what did I just? Oh, mute. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Miss Saving Private Ryan. Um, Munich. Me. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana kicking some ass. This one I didn't even know he had anything to do with. Letters from Iwo Jima. Remember when Clint Eastwood. Like back to back, he made both both movies about World War II. Back to back, this was the second one, I believe. Yeah. Um, War Horse, which I've never even heard of. Uh, yeah, that was. Was Seth Rogen in War Horse? I don't, I've never even heard of. Like I just said, I never heard of it. Also, another boring movie. Yeah, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies. Lincoln, another boring movie, but. Daniel Day-Lewis, is he the best actor of all time? No. Gosh, he's good. The Post, and then West Side Story. Those are his 11. West Side Story got one. West Side Story won back in 30 or whatever. Yeah, 39, something like that. And then Steven Spielberg brings it back and tries and gets nominated again. How do you want to attack this? Ken, do you have any honorable mentions? I could tell you what else I had on my list. Just rip through them, no comment. Frick, yeah, frick. rip through them, no comment. We'll reconvene, close it out, and then. Okay, gotcha. On my list that 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 uh, that didn't get mentioned: French Connection, Schindler's List, In the Heat of the Night, American Beauty, and Rocky, and Gladiator, which I I crossed off yeah okay so i had gladiator american beauty parasite i haven't seen parasite yet so i can't check it out man it's on netflix no it should be on hulu oh is it on hulu I, okay. that's where i watched it oh okay so what else was i supposed to watch oh beautiful mind i gotta make a list here Beautiful Mind and Parasite. See, I couldn't convince Kelly. Oh, I also had, sorry, I missed an honorable mention, On the Waterfront. We just saw that like a month ago. 
Oh, really? I watched that in, in class. I believe it was a college class. Marlon Brando. That's where I that's where I respected Marlon Brando so much because I had seen him in The Godfather. And I was like, yeah, he's good. And then I watched On the Waterfront. I was like, yeah, he's real good. He could have been a contender. Um, <laughs> it's so hokey, though. That movie's so hokey is why I didn't make make the list. But it's on HBO right now. Is it really? It was yeah, made in what, like 61, 62? No, fi- no fi- I want to say like 54, something like that. Here, oh, was it that you, early? I could tell you right now. Watch, we'll just do a search waterfront. It brings up Shake of Water. On the <laughs> waterfront was 1954. 54, yeah. See that? There you have it. It beat out The King Mutiny, The Country Girl, Seven Bridges for Seven Brothers, and Three Coins in the Fountain, all of which I'm sure you've seen. I have seen four out of five. Really? I haven't seen any of those. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen I've only seen on the waterfront. <laughs> when we come back, Zoom sucks. We're going to close it out as we always do with the little things. It'll be super quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we never know. Can we close the show out as we always do with the little gaffe we call the little things? It's those teeny tiny little minor annoyances that just kind of get your goiter. Nothing that's going to make you, you know, blow up a building or do anything too drastic, I would hope. Uh, but this is this is your safe space. This is your time to get those little things off your chest. Uh, it's those minor those minor annoyances that get your goiter. Get them get them out there in the ether so that people can hear and start to understand and maybe make progress. Let's change. Let's change for the better. Let's fail forward. Ken, what's your little thing? Fail forward? <laughs> you know, on the fly, I'm doing this one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to disregard what I had written down. The little thing for me is, is not recognizing how grand of a career that Russell Crowe has had. Um, I, Under, underrated, would you say? I've underrated him drastically. Um, he is he is a legend for our time. First of all, one of my one of my favorite movies just to sit down and have fun with a movie is Mystery Alaska. I don't Ooh, know if you've know, ever I've seen. never seen a Mystery. Alaska. Oh, you've got to see Mystery Alaska. It's a hockey movie. Hmm. It's a hockey movie. Okay. The premise, the the the, uh, the the plot of the movie is there's a little town called Mystery Alaska. They'll all, all they live for is like the Sunday hockey game or the Saturday hockey game or something like that. It's crab cakes and hockey. That's what mystery does. There's no crab cakes. No, it's Alaska. Well, I was, I went wedding crashers on you. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. Well, that's what Maryland, because that's what Maryland does. Anyway, mystery Alaska. So they have this team game. Jaboy, um, who who does all the all the all the voices in um, in um, the Simpsons? Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, yeah. That, Hank Azaria. That. Now Hank Azaria is in the movie. He works for the New York Rangers, and he's from Mystery Alaska. He sets up a game where the New York Rangers are going to play the people from the town of Mystery Alaska. A real rags to riches story. That's that's the plot. It's just an exhibition game that they're going to have. Miracle there. on ice. It's absolutely hilarious. I can't recommend that you watch. I thought you had already seen this movie. No, you must watch this movie. I, as a matter of fact, that's the next movie I would watch if I were you. I'll try to find it. I bet it's on Amazon Prime at the at the worst. 
at the worst. Anyway, it's a comedy. It's 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 got a little bit touching your heart strings, but it's mostly comedy. I don't even know when that came out, but this is early in his career, I would assume. But 97, L.A. Confidential. Oh, I love that movie. 99, The Insider. 2000, Gladiator. 2001, Beautiful Mind. 2000, where was, uh, where was, uh, where was this other one? Didn't I say he had um, Cinderella Man? Cinderella Man, yeah. That would have been later. That was probably that's probably in the 2010 or 2011, 2012. Was it that far? Down the I, road? Yeah, probably. That can't be right. Master and Commander in there, if you're into that sort of thing. That was kind of a drawn out fiasco. I haven't I haven't seen that one, so I can't comment on that one. But that's a that's a that's a six year run with bang 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 plus he, plus he's got mystery last shame on me. That's true. And then he just kind of hung out for a second, and then he comes back with Cinderella Man. And then he just comes back with Cinderella Man. And I also enjoyed the movie that he made with uh, who's that who's that uh, that handsome fellow that the ladies like that was in. Uh, the oh yeah, show. Ryan Gosling. The the. Yeah. Yeah, like a seventies flashback or detectives. Yeah, what well, I can't remember what it was, what it was called. Oh, it was like bad guys or or something like that. Or no. uh, I can't remember what the name. Of that I can't remember what it was called, but I remember Russell Crowe made the joke. He goes, "We've got a crow, we've got a gosling, grab a couple other birds, and we've got ourselves a flock," or something like that. <laughs> he did that in a presser. Yeah. <laughs> Angry is angry in the title. Angry. Oh, do you want me to pull it up? I'm now. I'm. I'll, genuine... have, an answer, I'll have an answer for you that. Um, at when when I let you get it off, get off your chest, little. All thing. right, Ken. I've got I've got something that I need to get off my chest. It's a little thing, and no, it's not my penis, and it's definitely not my balls right now, because those. Are those are swollen. Okay, <laughs> my little thing today is let me set the stage. You call in anybody, anybody in customer service. You call in, you go to a restaurant, you go to Disney is the worst for this shit. You go to a store. Somebody, hi, how are you? Just the mo- the fakest, just high pitched cheesy ass voice talk to me in your regular voice i'm a person i want to have a conversation with you in your regular voice i don't need you to get high pitched on me just give me the actual voice that you talk with okay i'm a person i don't need to i don't need the fancy get you know jazz it up hi thank you I don't need that nonsense. It's high pitched. It's like a dog whistle in my ear. Okay. Talk to me like I'm a person. I hate when people change their voices for different situations. I hate the customer service voice. Uh, you'll never find me doing that. Uh, I like to use what the ladies are here for. By the way, uh, I have located this um, movie. You are correct. The nice guy. The nice guy. Nice guys. Thank you so much for coming. We are 
just two idiots talking. Download, rate, subscribe. That's the Saturday show happening on, you guessed it, Saturday in the park. Must have been the 4th of July. Second. Oh, two days away. <laughs> Get at us on the social media at just two idiots talking on Instagram, just two idiots talking at yahoo.com. Email the show. Tell us your favorite best picture winners. Tell us what you thought about Moonlight and La La Land if you really want to dive deep. Give us all your thoughts. Send us, send us some messages. Send us some shit. We'll talk about it. Maybe. Happy birthday, America. But mostly, happy birthday, Judah, my son, the day after. Didn't have to share. Fifth? The fifth. Oh, nice. We call it Terrorist Day, right after Independence Day. 